Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Part of the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there at 7.07, seven minutes after seven. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang is all here tonight. Low T. Chuck back from, I don't know, mini vacation? Yeah, we went to wineries and stuff. Yeah, Grove Park Inn in uh, Asheville. Very cool. Hot neighbor must make a lot of money. This was a gift. Oh, all right. This was a wedding this gift. Was a, yeah, this was a wedding gift. We got a, a three day weekend from Buford. Buford gave you a three day weekend in Asheville. If I got a three day weekend from him, <laughs> I'd be in a teepee somewhere in Wyoming. This now, is true. This, did you go to the big, the Biltmore? Yeah. In Ash- oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool. I've never been there, but I'm dying to go. You Only should- because that uh, home, the world's biggest home, I think, or the, yeah, it's it was featured in one of my favorite movies, Being There with Peter Sellers. They used that as the, as the mansion that uh, he wound up living in. Really? Yeah. So I'm I'm dying to go there, and I know there's other fun stuff to do, right? Yeah. I it's, mean, it it was a lot of fun. There's a lot to do there. There's uh, just a lot of wineries. They got a great downtown area, but the yeah. Beltmore is just sick, right? Oh my! I can't even describe it. Yeah. All right. I'll do. You that. should definitely check it out. Buford you... and I are doing that on a three day weekend. There you go. But it's good to have you back. Buford actually was house sitting and dog sitting yes. for you. Yes. He he is uh, he's great. I love having. I amazing dog sitter. He's awesome. I asked him last night on the show. How much cleaner is your house than mine? And he said three thousand percent. Oh, dude, it's so much cleaner. Three thousand percent. That's cleaner. impressive. Yeah. So kudos to you, keeping oh, up a good house. Thank you. Uh, Longoria's here, having trouble with the uh, fake meter ratings that yes. he has to do. So he's yeah. a little uh, preoccupato here. Oh, I do have a bone to pick with you and Longoria. Yes. Um, conservative Viking Eric Erickson brought in two dozen donuts from Revolution Donuts. Yes. Uh, this afternoon, and I got here, and I'm like, I know the rate of how donuts go in the yeah. newsroom. I'm like, all right, there'll be there'll be a couple of stragglers left. Yeah. None. None. Zero. Who ate two dozen donuts? I don't know. I didn't even get any and I got really? here at two o'clock. Dude, I got here at one and there was a half a donut left. Yeah. And I had to split it with Roni. I I'm trying to think who during the day would eat that many donuts in the newsroom. There's no I Chris don't know. Camp would have one. Because he's not a pig. Sabrina right. probably wouldn't have one. No. Chandler can have it because he can't eat the gluten. Right. Meany probably had one. Veronica Harrell, maybe? Did she have like nine of them? I don't know. <laughs> somebody moves a lot half. of donuts. There's no one else. Man, there's yeah. so many people that walk through there. Caiaccio's gone at this point. Alewine is asleep. Yep. It must have been salespeople that came in or something. Yeah. It's got to be. Or Erickson finished half the half of them on his way in. <laughs> well, let's just say if he got a dozen, maybe a dozen didn't make it. I thought he got two dozen. That's why I was like, oh, there'll be plenty of donuts left over. All I know is there was so no donuts. So what's the beef that you here. got with us, or what would you say? No, I, there was no donuts There's left no donuts. over. It's our fault we didn't save a donut. Yeah, but it. that was this morning, wasn't it? Didn't they come this morning? I thought it was this afternoon. Oh, no. I don't know. I mean, right. when I got to work at one, there was nothing here either. So. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So who are the fat bastards between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m.? 
morning people that you work with. But... They're all gone by, that, all gone time. by that time. Well, I don't know. And it's, it's Sabrina's not eating them all. Like, she's the midday person. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe Grandma. Yeah, Alan Grandma could have done it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, you doing all right? Are the meat readings back? Oh, there they're good. They're, right. good. they're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Write down those numbers. Write down those fake numbers, dude. Yeah. Um, all right. We got a big show tonight. Johnny Kibasa will join us with a fast food review. Uh, there's a story that uh, we've been following here in the news. We haven't really talked about it in the show. It's the fantasy sports bill in Georgia. Do you guys know anything about that? A little. You don't play fantasy sports, Longoria. Chuck, I do. Do you? Yeah, oh, but fantasy not, football. Yeah, yeah but yeah. not, you know. Not the daily fantasy sites. No, not, sites. The, not the, the, the paid one. Sites? Yeah. yeah. No, no, I don't uh, do that. Like DraftKings yeah, and whatever. Buford, I, I know, does He's too busy playing World of Warcraft with Fred Eggers. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> wow. Nice. Uh, so basically, there's a bill. I, I can't describe the story. Let's let Richard Elliott from Channel 2 tell you the story. Can I play this, Longoria? Sure. All right. This is Richard Elliott from WSB-TV. New at noon, Georgia lawmakers are trying to decide if online fantasy sports is gambling or a game of skill. Channel 2's Richard Elliott is live at the state capitol. Richard, an Atlanta sports star, came out in favor of the new fantasy sports bill. Playing fantasy sports is not illegal in Georgia, but it is not really legal either. Experts say it's kind of in a gray area. So fantasy sports bill tries to clarify that, so it is definitely legal, and also that Georgia gets some tax revenue from it. And uh, today, the bill's sponsor brought out a heavy hitter, I guess I should say a heavy pitcher, to support it. Atlanta Brave Hall of Famer Tom Glavin came here to the Capitol this morning to support fantasy sports here in Georgia. He says fantasy sports is not gambling. It is a game of skill. I argue that it's more of a game of skill. Um, you know, I think when you play these games, whether it's, you know, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, uh, even golf now, um, you know, it's, it's the folks that do their homework that tend to be the most successful at it. But some opponents, like the Faith and Freedom Coalition, they say that fantasy sports is, in fact, gambling, and they're going to continue to oppose it. Now, it did pass a key Senate committee, so could come up for a vote in the full Senate sometime this week. We're live at the state capitol, Richard Elliott, Channel 2 Action News. Full disclosure, I am uh, a fantasy sports nerd. I do fantasy football. Longoria knows I'm in like yeah. five fantasy football yes, leagues. Yes. I'm in six fantasy baseball leagues. Dang. And I'm in one fantasy basketball league, and I'm really bad at it, so I'm not going to do that again probably next year. I, I dipped my toe back into it today. Uh, that being said, I don't... I'm not doing these daily fantasy uh, sites. That this is really what it's targeted about. It's the DraftKings. It's the uh, FanDuel. FanDuel. I've never done those, and and I'm going to tell you why. Richard Elliott, who we just heard from there on Channel Two Action News, joins us on the program. Richard, how are you, buddy? Doing good. Driving home from other capital. So I, I'm great. I appreciate you taking some time out. So the fantasy sports bill. This is basically it, they want to make it black and white that the fantasy sports. Uh, business is officially legal in Georgia, right? That's the purpose of this bill. That is correct, and and we're really only we're not talking about the free stuff that you might get on ESPN or you know the 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 stuff that you might uh, play at work. We're talking about the stuff that's for cash, like uh, like you said, DraftKings or FanDuel, things like that, where you can win cash from this. Sure. And I I, I asked uh, this one expert within the Secretary of State's office. I said, "Is fantasy sports legal in Georgia?" And he's like, "No." And yes, there's, it's kind of in this gray area where no one is really sure. So they said they really need to codify it to kind of make it definitely 
black and white legal. Now, it's been outlawed. These these daily fantasy sites, uh, DFS as they call them, daily fantasy sports, have been uh, outlawed in a couple of states already that, around the country, right? And some places, well, some states consider them online online uh, gambling, mm-hmm. and that's why that's why they've done that. Now, here here's and my Ford, and, go ahead, Richard. Oh, go ahead. Uh, here's here's my take on it. Again, I play fantasy sports, but I do and I do it for money, but not a lot of money. Like you said on ESPN.com or Yahoo, like Longoria, when you run the fantasy football league, what was the entry fee? I don't remember, like twenty dollars. Yeah. All right. Like so that. and it's for the whole season. So at the most, you lose twenty dollars. At the most, you win. 150 bucks yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so, but but that's with just like friends and family leagues. Here's the, here's the yeah, thing, and, that, and none of that is covered. Yeah, correct. So this is for DraftKings and um, the other FanDuel. One. FanDuel. FanDuel. Now these, I'm okay with them being legal because I do think there is it's skill to to win in these. But I want to caution people: um, if you're going to do a friends and family league on FanDuel, like Longori and I will play heads up for five dollars. You can do that. Or you can be in a daily, uh, a weekly league with your friends for ten dollars, whatever. That's okay. I don't. I just want people to be aware of the fact. You know, they see the million dollar maker. They have these million dollar uh, tournaments, so to speak, on on FanDuel, and they, they do it during the football season mostly, where you pay thirty five dollars, you pick your fantasy lineup, and the whoever has the most the best score wins a million dollars. It's guaranteed. Now people see that and they go, "Oh my God, thirty-five dollars! I know football. I could win a million dollars." No, you're not going to win a million dollars, and here's why: there are people that do this professionally. There are people that have computers and algorithms and will spend not thirty-five dollars on a weekend, but thirty-five thousand dollars. They'll do a thousand entries to to cover any possible scenario to win it. So if you're just some guy in Decula plopping down $35 on a, on a weekend to try to win this, that's a waste of money because there are professionals out there that are spending thirty to $50,000 a weekend to give themselves better odds. So I, I'm okay with these daily, daily fan sites, but don't do the big pools because that's where the professionals lurk and you aren't going to win. There are people there are people that make a million dollars a year doing this. It's, it's a business for them, mostly out in Vegas, really? by the way. We're in the wrong business. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> well, if you have $150,000 for me to do this, Richard, I will, uh, I'll start doing that next, <laughs> next year during the football season. So basically my take is I think fantasy sports are fun when we do it like we do Longoria. You yeah. know, it's just a, it's like a, a radio league where me, you, and Jay Black and Buford and Judd give you $20. We play for the season. Um, but be warned, if you do these daily fantasy sites – um, you're, you're going against sharks on these big pools. Now, the, uh, the group that opposes them, Richard, is the free, what is it, the Freedom Coalition? The, 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 the Faith and Freedom Coalition. Faith, so they, they consider this outright gambling, and they, they say they no. Think, yeah, they think it's outright gambling. Uh, they, you know, there's some skill involved, but uh, you can argue that there's skill involved in poker. I will um, argue that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and so I definitely will argue that. That is a game of that is a game of skill. So they don't think that this is really any much any much differently. And there's also some opposition from some lawmakers who um, think this is uh, something to take away from the lottery. That instead of spending money on lottery tickets, you're going to go for that big the big fantasy payout, and and uh, the Hope Scholarship won't be getting any money. What? Though, though they packed onto the bill that that. The the online operators will be taxed six percent. So which revenue, again, which I think is very good because right now it's not taxed, right? I mean, there's no tax. It, yeah, it's not taxed at all. So they would tax it six percent. Plus, they would 
uh, require them to have uh, a registration fee, which I think, if I remember correctly, was between $10,000 and $50,000. So there is a revenue stream coming into the state of Georgia. Talking to Richard Elliott from Channel 2. Richard, how did Tom Glavin get involved in all this? Uh, I'm not exactly sure how he got involved, but he got up there at the news conference and said he's kind of a fantasy sports junkie. He enjoys playing it. He plays it all the time, and he thinks it should definitely be be legal in the state. It was very funny because he said uh, on numerous occasions, particularly late in his career when the fantasy football thing started taking off, he'd have fans come up to him and say, hey, you're doing a great job, but pick it up a little bit. You're on my fantasy team, which I thought was hilarious. I've been playing fantasy. I'm in a league, a fantasy league that – uh, was started 29 years ago. So I've been playing fantasy baseball for 29 years. Um, and it's, what, when it's called rotisserie. Yeah, and, and we had exactly, it was called rotisserie baseball. And this is before the internet, before computers. And the commissioner would mail out the standings every week. You know, so yes, I, 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 one year, I didn't even know I won it until a week after when they, he mailed out the final <laughs> standings. I remember I played rotisserie also. And we would go, I lived down in Columbus, Georgia at the time, and we drove up to Atlanta. And we all sat in this room and had this mock draft that took like nine hours. It was great fun. And to this day, my greatest pick, this is back, uh, golly, 1990, 91, my greatest pick was Jose Canseco because no one had heard of him at the time, and he did 40-40 that year. And, uh, and thanks to steroids, which are... <laughs> well, we, well we, we're, this is pre-juice day. Which are, which are also illegal in Georgia. Richard Elliott, uh, <laughs> thanks so much for spending uh, some time with us, buddy. I do appreciate it. You are happy to do it. All right, Richard Elliott from Channel 2. Your thoughts on the daily uh, fantasy proposal, the fantasy bill at the Gold Dome. Are you for fantasy sports or against it? I'm all for it. I just want people to be wary that you're not going to win a million dollars. It's not going to happen. There are experts out there that will win it, and it won't be you. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSP-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. You're going to be older, way longer than you're going to be younger. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 20% of Americans participate in fantasy sports of some uh, type. 20%. One out of five people play fantasy sports. Should it be legal in Georgia? It's kind of nebulous right now. It's not exactly legal or illegal. 404-872-0750. Tony's in Marietta. Tony, welcome to the program. Good evening, crew. Always good to speak with you. What up, brother? Let me tell you this. If That uh, stat right there, 20%, what, what does that tell you? That tells you that it is super popular. It is a definite revenue stream. And when you codify something like this, you can mandate that the taxes go to a certain percent for the Hope Scholarship, to the dog catcher department at any, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you can you can make this right down to the Nats eyebrow, how where the money goes. And the fact that a person of uh, Tom Glavin's stature has jumped on board this gravy train, it is time for the conservative Christians like myself, we need to crawl back in the cave, keep our mouth shut, and let the revenue stream come. You look what happened with the lottery. It took us for forever to jump on that um, uh, gravy train, and it also took forever and a day for us to get Sunday liquor sales in this state. Oh, don't and that's tell, don't another revenue stream that has you know, you know, gone by the boards, of course, for well, so that's, many years. That's the point, Tony. So right now, people are playing these daily fantasy sports in Georgia. They've been doing it for years, um, ever since the FanDuel's and the DraftKings came on. And Georgia's not getting any tax revenue. If if you legalize it and put it on the books, you can charge tax. So it's it's revenue that we can bring in to the state coffers that we haven't been collecting the last couple of years. 
So to me, it makes sense. And I do think it's a thing of skill, but I just want people to be careful about it. William's up next in the program. What's up, William? Oh, nothing, nothing much. How about you? Excellent. Um, uh, my, um, my comment on this was, I know that the Faith and Freedom Coalition has been trying to um, get involved in this issue for quite a long time. And um, I think that they just, sort of tend, they just sort of tend to move issue to issue. And this is their next sort of um, front to do something to prevent um, the revenue stream. And if, I'm a college student at UGA, and if this could create more revenue for the Hope Scholarship, it would be um, immensely appreciated by many people. And with it being such a popular sport, you know, such a popular thing as fantasy football, I mean, everyone does it, I know, especially my age. Now, I just – well, I appreciate it. And don't, listen, he, it's, it is – it can be a slippery slope. If you start playing those $35 games at a pop, you know, you play 10 of them a week, that's sizable money. You, you know, like anything, uh, moderation is key. How much, uh, I'll ask Chuck this when we come back, how much power does the Faith and Freedom Coalition have under the George Dome? Not the Georgia Dome, the state capitol. They have no power in the Georgia Dome. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, this is The Mark Aram Show. King of the town, yeah, I've been that. You know I, where you and your men's at. Through the smurf, through the world. Welcome back to the show, 738-22 in front of 8 o'clock. Mark Aram at your beck and call till 9 p.m. every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Everybody's on board, Loti, Longoria, Buford, and yours truly. We're discussing uh, the legislature proposal underneath the Gold Dome to decide once and for all if fantasy sports is gambling or a game of skill. Will it be officially legalized here in Georgia? Your thoughts at 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I've been playing fantasy sports for more than half my life. It's it's a fun thing. I don't do the daily fantasy sports f- sites. I don't look at it as a money-making thing. I don't do this for, uh, it's not my side hustle. It's something that I enjoy doing. I enjoy drafting my teams in football and baseball, and I enjoy keeping up with the stats, and it makes the games more interesting. I'm not doing this for money. Uh, my leagues vary from Longoria's $20 football league to I'm in a baseball league that's a $600 fee for the, for the year. That's, that's as big as I'll go. And it's nice if you win, but it's, it, to me it's more about the enjoyment, the week-to-week enjoyment. I'm not a daily fantasy sports guy where I draft a new team every week and pay money. That's the, the scary part of this thing is that the explosion of daily online Sports, daily fantasy sports. So, according to the research, um, fantasies uh, sports players spent an average of five dollars a year on daily fantasy sports in 2012. Really wasn't a thing. 2015, three years later, that number jumped to 257 dollars a year. So in three years, we see the you know the real birth of the movement from five dollars a year to two hundred and fifty-seven dollars a year, and now in twenty sixteen, last year that number went from two hundred and fifty-seven dollars a year to three hundred and eighteen dollars a year. So people are spending more money on average 
for daily fantasy sports. One of the nice things about the dailies is you can kind of come and go as you please. Correct. A couple of years ago, I don't like doing the full league because I get so consumed with it. Sure. It, I just, I'm constantly trying to figure out what I'm going to do that yeah. week. With the weeklies, it's kind of like I could just pop in. Here's ten bucks. That and that's Maybe okay. Win, you know, and yeah. and if you pick the right leagues, you can win a little bit of money. Yeah, absolutely. You're not winning a million, but that was the nice thing for me when I did do it was I could pop in and out when I felt and I didn't feel like committed and consumed by it like I do with the year leagues. Yeah, and and is it's that's the time commitment is mm-hmm. you know if you're in a year long league like Longoria's league, uh, you've got to you know pay attention every week for the whole year. Yeah. With the daily fantasy sports, you, you can do it whatever you want. Daily, you know? weekly, yeah. It's it's it just it gets a little bit more flexibility. Exactly. Uh, but but it, I, I can see the argument that the daily fantasy sports can be addictive. Oh yeah. Because with a click of the button, you know, thirty five dollars, thirty five dollars, thirty five dollars, whatever it is, the entry fee that adds up over time. It's if like you, those those apps that, that that ask you if you know you can pay a little extra. Those free apps. And then all of a sudden you're playing those stupid games. Yep. And it's like, oh, but if you want to unlock this level, just give us a dollar. And next thing you know, you see a credit card statement. And you spent four hundred dollars yeah, exactly. on some stupid app <laughs> on, a, on a game where you're not going to win any. Exactly, yeah. we're not going to win anything. Uh, your thoughts on uh, the sports bill, the fantasy sports bill at the Gold Dome? 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Marco's in Lilburn. We need more lemon plates. Marco, welcome to the program, brother. Mark, what's up? How are you? How's things? Good, man. You a da- You don't seem like a daily fantasy sports guy to me. No, I mean I watch sports, but uh, we play the cash three and cash four mm-hmm. more than we do any kind of fantasy thing. Do you but, play the same numbers all the time? Uh, we we follow almost just like uh, how roulette is. It's what you see, what's coming up daily and weekly, and <laughs> you know we're ahead this year so far. I love that Marco's got a strategy for the the cash yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't play like the same number all the time. Like I would play no. Four nineteen uh, every day. You you mix Actually, it up. And that's what I, we play. I play nine one four because that's my birthday. So. How about that? <laughs> and and that hits. Uh, yeah, exactly. Four nineteen nine one four. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, do you, so do you think that uh, fantasy uh, sports should be legal or illegal in Georgia? I think legal. Yeah, yeah. all that stuff. I, agree. I mean, make money from it. You the fact uh, the fact it, is that people are playing it anyway. So I don't know. I don't have exactly. the numbers of how much uh, people in Georgia spent on fantasy sports online. And again, this isn't taxing the Longoria League. I keep throwing that out. Like Longoria <laughs> yeah. d- uses Yahoo.com or ESPN.com. You, you have to pay for that, right? That's free. No, it's free. free service. Yeah, it's free. And then we give Longoria twenty dollars, and he pockets it probably, mm-hmm. and it doesn't pay out the winners. But that's all right. No. Uh, but this is this would tax the the DraftKings and the FanDuel people that are playing online every every day or every week and get that money in Georgia, 6% tax on that. Dale's in Athens. Dale, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. How are you? What's up, brother? I got a question for you. I I know y'all like to play poker. Yes. If, if you ever win any money, big money playing poker, it's I don't remember. I've been on the phone, so I couldn't Google it. But there was a poker player that uh, all the poker's winnings used to be taxed as short-term capital gains. Mm-hmm. And this guy won a bunch of money, and he took it uh, to the IRS that poker was skill, and since it was skill, it was work, and since it was work, it should be taxed as ordinary income. Yes. So when when you have to work, I mean, y'all, are, I don't do fantasy sports, but y'all are talking about how much y'all look at the the lines, and y'all have these drafts and, mm-hmm. and everything. That sounds like work to me. And if if 
you know, somebody's going to day trade stocks. What's the difference? It, it, it is exactly the same thing as day trading stocks. You're exactly right. There are people yeah. that do this for a living. Now, for, for as far as poker winnings, there's a couple of ways around this or uh, how to handle this. So I won uh, at the World Series of Poker. I won uh, approximately $30,000 one year in a tournament. And I went, as soon as I got busted out of the tournament, I, I went to the cashier's cage at uh, the Rio to get my money. And they took the tax out right there. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I don't know how much they took out. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But Did that, Sanjay take a tax out of the money? No, this is before no. I knew Sanjay. So uh, they, they took the money out right there. And But they give you a form for the IRS to show that you pay the taxes. But I have, I have friends that are professional uh, poker players, and what they do is they can um, offset their winnings by uh, deducting losing tournaments. So say... Dale, you, you uh, enter a $350 poker tournament and lose, okay? You get a receipt for that from the casino, and they'll say you win $4,000 in a tournament. You can deduct that $350 entry fee where you didn't win off well, of your it's winnings. Little, it's a little more complicated than that because if, if you gamble and you take your winnings and losses like that, you have to keep a log of when you play, how much you played, what you won, what you lost. Uh, I got a buddy that I don't know how he does it, but he wins a lot on slot machines. At uh, it, it, Cherokee, I mean, I call bullcrap on it, but I sat there and watched him <laughs> one night win fifty-two thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Uh, the, for for two years ago, he won four hundred and fifty thousand dollars playing slot machines. How do you even do? That? I need to meet this guy. There was there was three of us that went. Two of us lost every time. He won every time. So, but but with uh, Harris, so like go, I go to Cherokee sometimes. And Harris uh, will send me a statement at the end of the year. There's an online yeah. statement that shows your wins and losses. Uh, they, the IRS told him he had to, he had to uh, register as a, a professional gambler. Yes, that's exactly what you have to do. Quarterly taxes, just like I do in my business. Correct. Yes. And from the day that he wins the jackpot, he's got 30 days to pay the taxes on it, or they start the penalties. Now, now, see, I've paid taxes right at the casino on that stuff sometimes. Well, see, if, if you win a lot of money, they, at Cherokee, they'll allow you to take all the money or they'll take the taxes out. you got an option. They just didn't give it to you. So, and they may not have, they'll not be able to give it to you. If you I, was at, I was at Murphy, Murphy, North Carolina, the other, the other Harris property. And yep. I don't usually play slots, but I was, I was messing around playing video poker. And yep. I, th- I think I won like $1,600. And as soon as I won it, Lady came over with the paperwork for me to fill out. I had to write all this stuff down. I thought they took the taxes out of it. No, they well, probably didn't. They didn't then. You get a ten nine. You get a ten ninety nine. Correct. And then you have to file the ten ninety nines at the end of the year. But look, uh, I mean, but but the problem is at, at Cherokee it used to be if you won over six hundred dollars, you got a ten ninety nine. They did up it to uh, twelve hundred dollars. Correct. Yeah. But I'd rather win a eleven hundred ninety nine dollar <laughs> and not have to fool with the taxes yeah. and the twelve hundred and, and have to give them back. Exactly, right. but when you when you do it with a casino, I mean, it's they they've got it. There's a record there, especially with the players card. That's why some people won't use the players card. They don't want their play being tracked. But that's how you get all the freebies and you know, yeah, they, I, I, the free buffets and yeah, all that that's stuff. how you get all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, what when you you talk about the MGMs and the Harris and those big conglomerates that run the casinos, they know what they're doing and they are going to make sure the tax man gets the info from you. And it's happened to me. A couple of times when when you if you win like that gentleman said over twelve hundred dollars now they come they get your social security number before they pay you and they give you a, a that's right I get a ten ninety nine I gotta find that before I file my taxes <laughs> I'd hate to get audited for that because I forgot to declare twelve hundred dollars in.
slot machine winnings, video poker winnings. Uh, we have some inclement weather in the area, North Georgia. Jennifer Griffiths will be up in about 12 minutes with Kirk Mellish's full forecast. We'll come back with more of your calls. Fantasy sports. Should they be legal or illegal in Georgia? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. Instagram, Mark Aram. What do you know? It's the Mark Aram Show. It's not going to test the poom poom. New York to the heart. Welcome back to the show. <clears throat> 7.53. You hear that in my throat? You think yeah, that, that'd throat be the pollen? It's not the pollen. It's my body going, where is the donut that <laughs> I was promised? <laughs> a bad reaction to no donuts? I don't know if you were promised a donut. I, yeah. In my head, None I of us were promised uh, In my head, I was like, ha, 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 Erickson Donuts. I did get all donuts. excited when I saw his post. Yes. We got to find out. You gotta... I'll, I'll listen. The investigatory team of WSB Radio will be yes. on it tomorrow. Okay. Who housed the two dozen donuts brought in. <laughs> Darren joins us on the show. Hello, Darren. Hey, how are you today? What's going on, brother? Well, I got a question for you. What is what all is covered in this bill? Does this cover like uh, the brackets games? Does it cover like the coveralls, the patches? Where you know where you you pick a number, or basically you pick a square and well, uh, it's football. Or? I, I think this is only uh, covering online fantasy sports. So because if you do the squares at your house, you know, like the Super Bowl squares. Right. There's no. I mean, you, no one's reporting that income. You know, no one's calling up after the Super Bowl. Hey, I won two hundred dollars on the squares game at Darren's house. Um, right. This is just. I th- I'm uh, the way I'm reading it is. It's just those. Uh, you know, the DraftKings and the FanDuel and those online sites. Okay. So, so it does. It, 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 it won't impact. Like it doesn't impact my my friends and family baseball league that we do a draft and pay fifty dollars. It doesn't impact that. It's the people that get online and do the daily fantasy or the weekly fantasy sports. Yeah, but I mean, if you wanted to do an online version of those those games, is that going to be a possibility now, or is that not going to be a possibility? Yeah, no, you can. I mean, it already exists. You know, I've got, there's many sites that do it. CBS Sports, ESPN, Yahoo, you know, you could do your league online. Most leagues are online, because it's a lot easier that way. Um, it's just, you know, no one's, the government's not looking to tax those people. Like, they're not taxing the... Uh, Midnight, the March Madness brackets. All right, breaking weather news here on WSB. Good evening. I'm Jennifer Griffiths, live in the Storm Center, where we do have breaking weather news to tell you about. The National Weather Service has issued a severe thunderstorm warning for southwestern Barrow and east-central Gwinnett County, as well as northwestern Walton County until 8.15. Also, a severe thunderstorm warning in effect for Gilmer County, Floyd County, and northern Bartow County until 8.30 tonight. Again, a severe thunderstorm warning in effect for southwestern Barrow, eastern central Gwinnett, and northwestern Walton until 8.15, and then for Gilmer County, Floyd County, and northern Bartow County until 8.30. We will have a full report from WSB meteorologist Kirk Mellish in just a minute. Now back to Mark. Jen, real quick, I'm so sorry. I, I was talking to Buford while you ran down those counties. Can you do that real quick one more time? Yes, I can do that one more time for you. It's um, south, southwestern Bartow County. Okay. East Central Gwinnett County, okay. Northwestern Walton. That's till eight fifteen. Okay. Gilmer County, Floyd County, and Northern Bartow County until eight thirty. So that's weird. So Bartow, and so that's the northwest side of town, but also on the on the northeast side of town. I'm seeing on the radar like Gainesville and Athens area too. 
That's right. Interesting. All right, so this is a widespread thing. Jennifer Griffey is live in the Storm Center. Thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to her in just a minute. And Kirk Miles will have an update. We'll come back with your calls. Eddie, Chris, and Dave, don't go nowhere. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Got to step away for severe weather. Jennifer is going to run down those counties again in just about just about three minutes. I love you, Jennifer Griffey's. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram, WSB. Uh, Instagram, Mark Aram. I'm going to go find a donut. This is the Mark Aram Show. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome back to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 808, 8 after 8. The Mark Aram Show with you till 9 p.m. on WSB. The gang's all here. Low T. Chuck, Longoria, Buford, and myself. Vinny from TV, missing the last two days. You guys didn't even ask. You're, you're not even worried about Vinny. No, he yeah, told us he was going to be gone. Oh, yeah. We pay attention oh, to the good. conversation. Oh, yeah, that's right. You yeah. mentioned that. The listeners might not know. Vinny's okay. on vacation. Yes. So uh, Vinny, Vinny's still part of the program. He's just on vacation. Remind me, Chuck. Yes, sir. Next half hour to revisit my sushi restaurant story okay remember that yes okay remind me next half hour to revisit that themes that 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 rejoin you just uh played mm -hmm. that girl i interviewed on friday a yeah. comedian so i don't know if you heard the interview chuck i know didn't hear i didn't it. i was gone longoria might have oh i heard it, the yeah. show together Buford probably didn't i did not so she is a comedian very funny uh girl um she's on the mindy project i don't know if you've ever seen that yeah with mindy kaling so she is going to hook me up with Mindy Kaling. <laughs> yeah, I heard I heard that whole thing. We talked it on the air. She's what? Got, yeah. She's like, I was like, oh, Mindy Kaling, I, she's cute. I have a crush on her. Hook me up. She's like, absolutely. She goes, Mindy would love you. Took my number down, everything. So You, huh? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Good response, dude. Uh, it's not no, like I didn't you, huh? Like that. <laughs> you, huh? She, I mean, she's not Jennifer Lawrence. It's no, Mindy I didn't. Mean it. I, I didn't mean it like she's that. She's very cute. Yes, I just from the Office. I love the Office. Yeah. I mean, come on. She's funny. So funny. So fingers I'm just crossed. You two on a date. <laughs> I think it'd be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, be our kids weird. would look like Sanjay. <laughs> so anyway, there a little you bit go. bigger. An update on. Um, yeah, Mindy Kaling, maybe. If that happens, can we send a crew with you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> It'll be At a least reality get audio show. With this. It'll be a reality show. Okay. Um, we are discussing the uh, action under the Gold Dome, perhaps legalizing, finally, fantasy sports. Uh, WSB Sandra Parrish reporting for the Gold Dome today. Uh, a former Atlanta Brave came out in support of the bill to regulate fantasy sports in Georgia. Hall of Famer Tom Glavin enjoys fantasy sports himself. He denies opponents' claims that it's gambling. I argue that it's more of a game of skill. I think when you play these games, whether it's you know football, baseball, basketball, hockey, even golf now, it's the folks that do their homework that tend to be the most successful at it. But Virginia Galloway of Faith and Freedom Coalition disagrees and is upset someone like Glavin would pitch it. It does concern me when somebody uses their fame and, and their place in life to promote something that hurts young people. From the state capitol, Sandra Parrish, WS. Uh, no evidence that it hurts uh, people. I am for fantasy sports. I am full disclosure. I play fantasy sports for more than half my life. I love it. I do caution folks, though, that 
are playing the daily fantasy sports, the fantasy kings and the draft duels, those million-dollar tournaments, don't waste your money on those. There are professional gamblers that, or professional statisticians, I should say, not gamblers, they run algorithms through computers. And while you're spending $35 on an entry, they spend $35,000. So they have so many different lineups that they're guaranteed to win. So do it with your friends. Have fun. Play $5 games with your buddies. But don't do those those big money things because uh, it's just it's not good. Your thoughts on uh, fantasy sports being legalized in Georgia? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Chris and coming. Chris, you are on the Mark Aram Show. Mark, hey, man, hey, Mimi Kaling, man, that is a score. Right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, um, on the uh, fantasy sports thing, you're doing, a, you're doing a great public service to folks that uh, they don't know what they're getting into when they're getting online and, uh, and playing uh, those games at uh, DraftKings and whatever. I appreciate you doing that for the, uh, for the public good out there. Um, I, I did have one question for you, though, or, or more of a curiosity. It's been a little while since I've played in um, – uh, going to a casino up in uh, Cherokee or whatnot, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it seems like the uh, the the minimum or the max uh, the the payout where you hit you have to have where they collect taxes is a lot lower than it is in Vegas. I guess the laws are more favorable in Vegas, whatnot. Probably, but yeah, in Vegas the it's and I I, I hit Vegas a couple times a year, but um, it's the uh, the minimum. Um, uh, uh, Win on a on a uh, or odds has to be more than three hundred to one to win in order for it to hit the tax mark, and it has to be more than a ten thousand dollar a single bet in order for them to collect taxes on the spot. Oh, really? I saw a guy. Yeah, I saw a guy. I was playing right next to him. Uh, we were playing Mississippi Stud Poker, which is a four bet game, right? Um, he uh, he put the ante down twenty five bucks. The next two bets twenty five bucks, and he hit a straight flush on the last bet with a seventy five dollar. Uh, when that's a hundred dollar odds per bet, walked away from the table with fifteen thousand dollars and hundred dollar chips, and they didn't take his name. Really? Okay. Well, that's that's interesting. Yeah. The only, so I've been I've been given tax forms twice in Vegas. One was at the World Series of Poker, and one I was in. Uh, I think it was the Luxor of all places. And I, I was really? playing. I was playing video poker, waiting for somebody, and I didn't right. realize that I uh, put my money in like one of those five dollar machines. You know, normally I play whatever, 50 cents or, you know, at the most a dollar. And I put it in five, right. but I wasn't paying attention. I hit max bet and I hit four of a kind. And so I won, I won like $4,800 or something, whatever it was. And yeah, yeah. I was like, what the heck is going on here? You know, I thought I was playing 50 cent game where you'd win yeah, $300 right. or whatever. And they came over and they gave me a tax thing. I don't know what the threshold is tax wise in Vegas. I'm sure it is higher than here in Cherokee. Did I ever tell you the time I was so drunk I put $5 in what I thought was a $5 machine just to hit max bet as we were leaving? It was a nickel machine, but it hit, and I'm freaking out because I thought it was a $5 machine. I was yeah. like, holy crap, we are going to go. And I ended up getting like 400 bucks. Yeah, because still it nice, but you thought it was, it was great, like but I grand. thought I hit the max bet on a $5 one, yeah. which is like $40,000. There are people, so they, I have, was pissed. they have $100 slot machines in Vegas. Oh, yeah. I've seen them Where it's, in the high roller room. And it's not just $100 a spin. It's like $100 and then you do max bet and you're you're spending $500 Every per time. spin. Yeah. Per spin. That's insane. I would not. Even if I could afford that, I would not do that. Yeah, yeah. I would blow it on a on a table game, and not, I, I spent a hundred dollars on the machine. penny slots, and that's gone in like yeah. five minutes. Yeah, can you imagine playing five minutes at five hundred dollars a pull? <laughs> yeah, that's that that's crazy. Dave's in Atlanta. Dave, you're on the Mark Aram show. Hey, how you guys doing? What up, David? 
I got a quick question for you. Well, first of all, information. The, the odds of payouts are no different in Vegas. On the, it's only on the slot machines where they get you that $1,200 level. Okay. On, on the table games, there's a little bit different rules. But my question to you is you mentioned about video poker. And I know video poker is illegal in the United States. No. But the, but the world, I think it's the uh, World Poker Tour. Yes. Has this thing where you can pay 20 bucks a month and, you know, you can go online and you can play the games and qualify. Correct. Well, well state of Georgia won't even allow you to do that. No, no. And that, it's not the only state. There are a bunch of states that won't let you do that. Yeah. The only uh, state you can play. And... So there's a couple of different things here uh, we're talking about. Online poker is only legal now in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So you can only play online poker, which which I used to do. I used to play it while I was doing TV in the morning, which is oh, a whole other story. Yeah. Full tilt. yeah, full tilt and uh, party poker. I mean, all those sites. And then yeah. Black Friday came down. They shut it down. Your money <laughs> got frozen. I was lucky to get I didn't have a lot of money in there, but I got it back. Um, but that that is a huge industry. It was a huge industry. It's still big internationally. Like yeah. if, you, if you live in Canada or yeah. Europe or anywhere else, you can play online poker. And I, have, I had friends that, that did that for a living for a long time here in the United States. Right now, you can only play online poker legally in Las Vegas. Now, you can play it at your house right now on one of the offshore sites. Well, you've got to jump through hoops to put your money in, and it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. I have I haven't played online poker in forever. Yeah, so the state of Georgia. I mean, what's what's the um, what's still on there? Are they trying to change that? I, I don't get it. You pay twenty bucks a month, and it's you know, just it's for entertainment purposes. You're not going to win any money. I don't honestly. I don't know. But I haven't I haven't even checked an online poker site in in five years. Do you play a little differently when you play online as opposed to when you're playing on a table? Yeah. yeah. So I had a guy, um, I shouldn't say his name. I won't say his name. Former college football player, became a professional online poker. What's the difference between regular poker? You go to a poker uh, game in Vegas or California where they're, they're legal. You sit down, you play one game. You know, you're sitting there, you're buying your chips. Well, he would play 32 games at a time on his computer screen. It's wow. called multi-tabling it. Oh, wow. And I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that I, takes a lot. I could play two games at once online, and that stretched my mental capacity. He would play 32 games online. Amazing, amazing. But now he can't do it anymore. He's got, he had to get a real job selling insurance or something. All right, we'll finish up this conversation. Remind me, sushi story. Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review next half hour. 404-872-0750. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show. 825 Kirk Mellish live in the Storm Center just five minutes away. Uh, severe weather across North Georgia. Blaze in Stone Mountain. What's cooking, Blaze? Oh, my gosh. I didn't know I was going to be on. I don't even I know you're talking about online gambling, and I'm certainly not that. You can talk about whatever you want, Blaze. You have uh, carte blanche. Uh, carte blanche. Well, I have a beautiful daughter. Okay. She's 28 years old. Uh, tell me more. Um, just got back from her third deployment. Oh, my goodness. She has her civil engineering degree, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to be a matchmaker. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you've got me and Buford here vying for your daughter's attention. Okay. <laughs> and Vinny from TV and Johnny Kilbasa. She, she has a choice of four There's a whole slew of us. eligible dudes. Yeah, Okay. Well, anyway, um, I don't know how to go about connecting you guys together, but let's start with talking to her about it, and then I'll go from there. But what do I do? What uh, Mark Aram WSB on Facebook? Just go ahead and send me a message. 
Got it. Mark Aram, WSB, on Facebook. Uh, I got it. All right. All right, Blaze. <laughs> you take care. You too, buddy. There you go. Mindy Kaling's going to have to wait. I got Blaze's uh, hot daughter on a 28. That's more your age bracket, though. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. The Mark Aram Show dating game. Me, Buford, Vinny, and Johnny Kilbasa, and Sanjay. And then we parade. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> You're ready to go, man. And then we have eligible uh, females come in, and they get to pick one of uh, one of us. I'd go on a date with a random person. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we know I, this. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is not breaking news, Buford. All right, can you organize that? Who? You. He's your producer. Yeah, but he's part of the, the he can't be, you know. Yeah, I'll organize He's got to recuse himself. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, um, I'll clear all the potential nominees. All right, there you go. There. Russ, you're not, a, you're not invited to the Mark Aram Show dating game, my friend. Russ. Come here a minute. I'm yeah, you're, talk. you're on, Russ. What's up, buddy? Hey, listen, I want to tell you about something that is absolutely fake. Because I went on um, Craigslist the other night. Oh, boy. And I've never been on it before. Okay. So I go on the personal ads, right? And there's all these girls, you know, says, you know, Betty wants a boyfriend or something. So I spent all night answering these ads. Well, every single one of them are hookers. Oh, all right. Thank, nice, yeah. nice, nice way to end the segment. <laughs> Russ, I got to run. Apologies to the kids out there. Yeah. Russ getting uh, ladies of the night on Craigslist next week on the Mark Aram Show. When we come back, sushi story, Johnny Kilbasa, and we'll have some fun. This is the Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Billy Gardell, and you're listening to my buddy Mark Aram, the Mark Aram Show. He's packing the animals two by two. Ox, camel, and a kangaroo. Pack them in that ox so tight. I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the Welcome back to the show, 839 Sweet Jesus Griffies. It's all right. We got severe weather. She can go nine minutes in a newscast. I'll take it out of your paycheck. Is she still in there? Anyway, uh, it's the Mark Air Show. I'm here. Chuck's here. Buford's messing around. Longoria's looking at meters. We're just having a good old All time. over the place. What's Buford doing back there? I don't know. He's looking at meters too now. It's a thing. These Everything's guys, good like apparently. A panic room in there. Yeah, I don't know. This isn't the ER guys. What the hell's going on in it's it? Like, what, it's what's going it's on like, in there? It's called bad weather and stuff happens and so what things do you go off the air. Help? I was asking him a question. Oh, all right. You know when the patient flatlines and they all go running in? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's what that's it just, just was. What yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm questioning your, your need for Buford. <laughs> Like, that's what I'm questioning. Well, I had never seen what it said up there, oh, and I was okay. asking him it something. Said, uh, if Buford it said, said Yeah. If Buford said, like, What's Longoria, come in here and help me, that I'd understand. But right. you needing Buford's help is counterintuitive. <laughs> you well, know? he actually did help Unless me. you were trying to do one of these. No. <laughs> that, would be, that would be the only time. That would be the only time. Thank goodness this is radio. Buford, I need, uh, I need your help. All right, uh, real quick. So, the sushi story. So... Was it about a month ago, two months ago? I I came on the air. It was a Friday night, I believe. And I had stopped at a sushi restaurant to get some food on the way in. <laughs> do you remember this, Longoria? Were you here for that? <laughs> I do. I, yeah. Yes, I was. <laughs> uh, and I ordered sushi. Raw fish and rice. Right. Nothing to right. cook. 50 minutes I waited. And the food wasn't ready yet. So I was so mad and so hungry, I stormed out of there. I said... Charge my card back. I got to go on the uh, on the air. I pull up to the station at like 6.57. 
Yeah, you came skirting in. It was the latest I've ever gotten here yeah. for the show. And I'm still starving. So I ran upstairs to the second floor break room to get a tuna sandwich. Remember this? <laughs> That's what I met you in the break room. <laughs> yes. I forgot about it. And that. right before then, I this kid that was uh, working in TV came in. And he's like, hey, Mark Aram. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, what's up? He goes, man, I listen to your show every night. I'm a big fan. And I'm, and I'm so mad that I didn't get my sushi. And I'm so rushed that I get this tuna sandwich out of the machine before I can get on the air. I kind of blew the kid off. And you right. remember, and I apologized in the yep. air. I felt so bad. I'm like, if you're listening, I apologize. I'm not usually a jerk like that, but I was extremely upset and starving and late. So it was a perfect storm. And then you came in like right after the kid. <laughs> you're like, what are you doing up here? You know, it was like, so anyway, that was, I don't know, two months ago, maybe. Yeah. Fast forward to yesterday morning. I walk into the traffic center at four in the morning. That kid's there. Oh, you re you remembered him? Yeah. Okay. He's a, he's a TV intern, and he came down yesterday to shadow uh, Ashley Frasca and myself in the traffic center. His name's Daniel. Great kid. And I was like, at four in the morning, I was like, oh man, you're the dude that I totally <laughs> that I blew off. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, you know, you were kind of a jerk. <laughs> and then that's bad when he says that. And Ashley's like, what happened? Because she, she's like, Mark is never mean to people. He's no, so nice, you're blah, very blah. gracious. It was that one. I mean, it was a perfect storm of of hunger, tardiness, and you were uh, hangry. I was very hangry, but I was so mad at the sushi restaurant. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I met the kid yesterday. He's a great kid. I thought he he worked upstairs, but he's an intern. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, he's going to come in and shadow us maybe next week for a couple of days. So. No, okay, cool. cool. Uh, cool. There you fun. go. Just to put a cap on that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, he well, goes, at least it happy. I mean, well, I said he didn't to him, say like, oh, whatever, dude, I'm out. I said to him, I'm like, did you listen to the show that night? You know, because I apologized to him on the air profusely. I didn't know his name. I was like, can you, you know, I apologize, blah, blah, blah. He goes, no, I didn't. So I sent him the SoundCloud, uh, the podcast, so he listened to it today. He thought it was hilarious. So there you go. Daniel, I apologize once again. We look forward to you having uh, in studio next week, shadowing the Mark Aram Show. And now on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the greasy, salty hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight we do not want to know, Johnny Kilbasa and the ever so popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Marker. I'm back on the potato phone. I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the take, and I'm covered with cheese. Before we get into the fast food review, uh, just again, uh, we are following inclement weather across North Georgia. Storms and wind right now. Uh, North Fulton, Cherokee, Cobb, Forsyth, uh, Clark counties. If you uh, see any bad weather or uh, you have any comments, whatever you're seeing out there, please use the open mic feature on the WSB radio app to let us know what you're seeing out there. And Kirk Mellish will join us live again in just a minute. Uh, that being said, Johnny, what's on the menu tonight? And by all means, when there's severe weather out there, park and go inside. Don't bother with the drive-thru. Yeah, exactly. No drive-thru in severe weather. <laughs> Speaking of drive-thru... Arby's, and enough of this fish sandwich. We talked about fish sandwich for the last two weeks. Let's get back to the meat, and Arby's getting us back to the meat, back to the big city. where They're rolling out these models of big city sandwiches. They're calling them big city sandwiches. Isn't that what we call Prindle? Isn't Prindle big city? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> that is his nickname. Does he get residuals on this? Um, he should because it's all over America now, and there's a story in there somewhere. Can I tell Can I tell a Prindle off. story real quick? <laughs> sure. All right. So Prindle, by the way, I need your attention on this one, Loti. This is actually a good story. So Prindle is a guy, I uh, won't say his first name. That's his last name. Went to high school with Johnny Kilbasa 
and Matt D and all of my Ohio buddies. So Johnny, uh, Johnny Kilbasa and Matt D moved down here, and then like all their dudes from Ohio moved down here. Matchum and Fennick and and one of the last remaining guys was this kid named Prindle. So Prindle's like, well, well, I guess was he living in Columbus at the time, Johnny? I don't know if we want to give out details. Oh. <laughs> the dude's got a family and a job. And stuff, I understand. Man. All right, so he lived somewhere not Atlanta. He came down, and he'd been down partying. He'd come down on the weekends to party with us. And if you're living in wherever, Sandusky, Ohio, and you come to Atlanta when, when Johnny Kilbasa and I are 25 years old tearing it up, you're having a great time. So he's like, screw it. I'm moving to Atlanta. He was married at the time to a wife. We'll say her name is Kendra. We'll just make up a name and say it's Kendra. Um, <laughs> so they come down. To visit before, you know, she was a school teacher. She was going to get, she had a job lined up here, everything. They come down for the weekend, like prepping for their their move down here. And that weekend was so debaucherous. And I mean, an 11 on the Mellish meter. I mean, we went, it was an all time weekend. Anything you wanted. Cheetah girls, nightclub, the whole thing. I mean, there was, we went back to Johnny's house with probably eight to 10 cheetah girls at one point came back to Johnny Kilbasa's house because that's how he rolls. So anyway, this this poor girl from rural Ohio sees what the hell's going on down here and <laughs> she canceled it. She said, we're not moving to Atlanta. Hell no. We're staying in Ohio. And and he canceled the move. He had already planned to move here. She got a job teaching in like Cherokee County school system or whatever. Um, and that's anyway, that's big city Prindle because he couldn't handle the big city. We had to send him back. That to is. And uh, <laughs> who knows how different our lives would be if that weekend never happened. Well, I'm, I'm sure happened. I'm pretty sure Prindle would not be married still. Uh, that would have that would have been the end of the uh, Prindle nuptials. Probably. Yeah. Probably. All right. Back another to back to big city play. sandwiches from Arby's. I'm sorry, Johnny. Go ahead. Yeah. Speaking of, no. Hey, that's a great story. <laughs> I hope they're not listening. <laughs> but, I'm assuming uh, the Prindles uh, are not they listening. They got three sandwiches. They got, whether you're Chicago, New York, or Philly, take your pick. They got a fire roasted Philly. They got a Chicago-style beef dip and a New York double stack root. But now, if we don't have time, I can only talk about one of them. We'll talk about the other one some other time. Yeah, pick one. Okay, let's go with the Chicago-style beef dip. That's what they used to call you back in college, old beef dip. Chicago style. You got banana peppers, yellow peppers. Real quick, Johnny K. As a Chicago guy, should Mellis check out the Chicago-style beef dip at Arby's? Is it worth his time? Uh, almost any dyed in the wool Chicagoan will probably be very offended by Arby's version. <laughs> I'm offended by the mere idea of it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, Mellish is a—he's uh, a bit of a culinary uh, extreme dude. Like I see what you eat up in uh, the Ackworth area, Kirk. You you dine well up there. We got my some fine restaurants up this way. You'd be surprised, folks. Uh, there you go. We crossed the streams with Mellish and, and Johnny Kilbasa. How about that, that, Johnny? It was K? an honor. It was an honor. It was an honor to talk to Mr. Mellish. And Mellish says, I ain't eating the Arby's. Uh, well, I'm looking at the website. It looks pretty good. Uh, the Chicago-style beef dip, uh, thin slices of roast beef, sautéed green peppers, gardeniera, a spicy condiment made with pickled peppers and veggies. I'll give it a shot. Actually, no, I don't. Well, I don't eat meat. Bad. Yeah, I don't eat meat, yeah, so I won't give it a shot. Don't expect to be the Chicago-style beef dip you were raised on but no. hey it's not bad it's i i had uh i had a chicago beef dip at wrigley field it was amazing johnny you got bumped for a severe weather we'll double up on uh thursday all right brah it's the mel speeder pass Hoover, Mark. follow him on twitter at johnny kilboss appreciate you brah we'll come back i got tickets to give away severe weather edition of the mark aram show uh-huh. 
Are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? Star of the Show goes to WSB meteorologist Kirk Mellish uh, live through the evening hours. We have some really, really rough, rough weather out there. Alerts all across North Georgia. Storm Tracker 2 HD radar looks awful on the north side. Heads up. Uh, Kirk Mellish will be again here in just a minute uh, for your extreme weather coverage. I do have some tickets to give away. Seventh caller to 404-741-0750 wins a pair of tickets to see Daryl Hall and John Oates and Tears for Fears in concert June 11th at Infinite Energy Arena. Fourth, uh, seventh caller to 404-741-0750. Rough weather calls. Use the WSB open mic feature on our app. We'll continue the conversation on Twitter at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB, Instagram Mark Aram. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.